Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to a special edition of FIO on the Air. Today we're very pleased to have Minister Lisa McLeod, the Minister of Heritage, Sport, Tourism and Cultural Industries join us. Minister McLeod, thank you very much for taking time out of what I'm sure is a very busy schedule. Well, thanks for having me. It's always good to connect with you. Uh, Minister, I'm sure you and your staff are going through the same, all of us in the festival and event world, and I guess everybody really, is, you know, our industry is all about bringing people together and promoting um, the the culture, the sport, and we touch so many different uh, industries as our ministry does. How are you and your team handling this sort of new dynamic? Well, you know something, I am planner. So when this COVID-19 burst came to Ontario back in January, I told the ministry and my staff that it was time for us to start planning for something similar to SARS. And we started reaching out immediately. Uh, to, I did to the former ministers during that uh, time. And I've a- I asked the ministry at the same time to go into our assets and, and the historical um, information. So when it became clear after the, uh, the Metro Toronto Convention Center case with uh, PEDA, at the PDAC meeting, and then a, a number of NHL or uh, sorry NBA players, uh, you know, ended up being diagnosed with COVID nineteen, and then uh, you know everything sort of collapsed that night uh, in North America with respect to um, the economy, and our industries were hit first. They were hit hardest. So uh, because of that pre planning, we were able to to move quickly and nimbly on a, a number of items uh, as this healthcare crisis has unfolded and it had given me the opportunity now to set my sights in terms of recovery and regenerating and rebuilding and then finally re-emerging as a, as a global leader. So we were able to, for example, this week we'll be able to uh, send out the door about $20 million in grants for Celebrate Ontario. Whether or not those festivals continue uh, this year, or uh, just we want to put them in a position for 2021. We recognize we have a number of uh, anchor events across uh, the province. For example, the 50th anniversary of the Junos are coming back to Toronto. Uh, we've got the Grey Cup uh, coming to Hamilton in 2021. So, and then we've got the Canada Games coming. So we want to make sure that uh, we're set up and, and supporting them as best we possibly can so that we can ensure that we have, uh, you know, we, we can ensure that we support that uh, spectacular double bottom line that I always talk about, which is what you just said. It's the cultural fabric of the province of Ontario, identity um, of who we are and, and, and how we, we treat one another. And at the same time, being an economic driver. And our suite of industries was uh, $74 billion and growing strong. It's taken a $17.6 billion hit in the last month. And so our job in the government is to make sure that incrementally, as we're able to, we can support and uh, and then help uh, see um, success again uh, as we become a more competitive environment. So uh, we're just really planning right hard right now. And I'm spending a lot of my time on the telephone, uh, getting real-time information and data from people so that I can uh, make the best public policy decisions on their behalf. Minister, you touched on one of the important things to the festival and events industry, and that's the Celebrate granting process. You mentioned that you're soon going to be making some announcements, and, and how does that impact festivals that have already gone by their date or are you know scheduled to miss their date? 
Well, look, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, if, if they were eligible for the grant and the recommendations from uh, my team had them receiving a grant, I mean, obviously not everyone is eligible, and, uh, but everyone that is eligible, I'm going to make sure that we fund them. So, uh, and, and they are back up and running. We recognize that they have sunk costs. We also recognize that when it is safe for Ontarians to assemble again in large numbers, we want to have these, uh, these festivals continuing. And so it's really important that if I can support them this year, even at their, at their darkest hour where they are not going to be able to uh, perform, then it's about the recovery in 2021. And I, I've, I've made the commitment to the industries that I represent that I would always have a forward-thinking view that I would be bringing stability into the community uh, and I will be planning between 2020 to 2025. And that, that work is more important than ever before as we, we rehabilitate uh, many communities who have been hit hard by COVID-19. Minister, on your town hall, you shared some information about how you've redeveloped the TDF fund uh, into more of a recovery fund. And I think you added 1.5 million. Can you talk a little bit about that funding and how people can access that? Yeah, so uh, the, the ministry, I signed the note, decision note last week. Uh, we, we tripled the funding to $1.5 million. Um, we'll continue to support those uh, tourism groups. Like, I, for example, I, I made sure that we funded Detail immediately so that they could get to work. And then I thought it would be important for us to actually add a recovery element for those small um, operators uh, and attractions that uh, need the assistance and that won't qualify for the 75% federal wage subsidy. And so the ministry is working those details out now. And of course, our fiscal year just started on April 1st. So we're working through that. Um, my goal, though, as minister, is to make sure that we get liquidity out the door as quickly as possible uh, to, to, uh, to save businesses uh, where we can and make sure that when this is all over, that those cultural attractions and those cultural touchstones are still there so that Ontarians can once again congregate and, and make memories. And again, Minister, for a lot of the not-for-profits, you know, some of the festivals and events that they run during the summer months and throughout the year are, are their really main fundings throughout the their whole year to, to execute their uh, strategies. Will there be additional support coming for some of the not-for-profit sector? We're waiting to see what the, uh, what the uh, federal government is coming out with. I fully expect that they'll come out with a tourism and hospitality strategy, a strategy for airlines, as well as a strategy for for arts and culture and so we're continuing those conversations and that dialogue at the moment and then of course I meet weekly with my um, my fellow economic ministers within the Ontario government so we can shape our response coming out of that so uh, we, we very much are in, in, in listening mode and where we can act quickly and nimbly within our current uh, funding envelope we will and we may take a little bit longer of an approach we are we are collaborating with our federal and provincial uh, territorial colleagues as well as um, our own ministerial colleagues within the uh, in the government. You know a lot of our events are municipally driven and I'm just wondering you, you've touched on working with the federal can you just uh, sort of give a how all levels of government work together in time like this to make sure that gaps aren't left empty and that you know everybody's getting the attention they need? Yeah it, you know it, never before have I seen so much uh, collaboration between all three levels of government I myself uh, am in constant uh, touch with my uh, with my mayor of the city of Ottawa, Jim Wall, 
how to talk about these issues. Uh, I know that our Municipal Affairs and Housing Minister is meeting with his counterparts, but at the same time, he's also uh, meeting with all of his municipal colleagues uh, just to re respond to a, a number of these issues. And of course, uh, in the two, our two largest cities, Ottawa and Toronto, uh, they both made the decision uh, for no mass gatherings before the 30th of June. So tough yet necessary decisions. And the quicker, you know, I think we all recognize together um, through our various levels of government that in order for us to um, emerge out of this, quickly to support the economy we have to follow the public health orders and uh, we recognize that the, every decision that we make uh, may affect the economy but it's being done for the best interests of the public health of our residents and uh, so i think you, you see that level of collaboration because we all know at the end of the day we're on team ontario and uh, regardless of what level of government we are we have to act in the best interest of the public health of the province and Minister, I noticed you have another town hall tomorrow. Is that going to be something that you'll continue through this process? Absolutely. I think uh, my plan is to do them every two weeks. I always want to have something to say uh, just so that you know that we're working on programs and uh, what we're delivering. So tomorrow I'll be able to talk a little bit about Celebrate, uh, the Music Fund, uh, as well as a couple of other initiatives. And uh, then I think in, in another couple of weeks we'll convene again. Uh, hopefully by then we'll know what the federal program is. Uh, and, and my hope is I've invited the federal ministers to join me on this conference call as well. So uh, the first event we had online had 1,100 people. Uh, the, the second one last week had uh, 1,251 and, and by all accounts uh, right now we're expecting uh, there to be um, you know uh, several hundred people if not uh, more than that uh, tomorrow. Well again Mr. Cloud, we respect your time and we thank you for joining us. As a final word what, what kind of inspiration can you send out to all of the uh, festival event managers and planners and, and people our volunteers uh, you know as we hopefully come to an end soon on, on, on this pandemic? Look, my heart is broken for everybody that has either had to lay off staff or tell their volunteers to stay home. At the end of the day, festivals and events are the cornerstone of our communities. They are where people gather to see each other, make memories, where they smile, they laugh, they sing along to the great music, they may dance. We are, are the world in one province. I firmly believe that's what's going to get us out of this is the fact that, that, that we can go to an event in Ottawa um, and celebrate the Highland Games, then go to Greek Fest, and then the Lebanese Fest, and then Ukraine Fest, and and then go to Toronto and and dance Bollywood, and then take in uh, Caravana. And that, to me, is exactly who we are. We're the world in one province. We are world-class competitors, and we are a free and fair country. And when we're able to meet again, and we will be, Everyone that is listening to this are going to have a part in rebuilding not just our economy, but the spirits of the people of Ontario. Remember, we're responsible for that cultural identity and who we are as Ontarians. At the same time, we create jobs and we, we assist the economy in growing. I just need everyone to remember that in these dark days, in these tough days, in these changing days, that um, we'll get through it and we'll get through it together and we'll be stronger as we emerge from it. Minister McLeod, I thank you very much for your time. Um, we appreciate all that you're doing for our industry and, and uh, hopefully you and your team get some time to enjoy Easter, whatever that looks like this year for families and, and friends throughout the province. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me and good luck. Joining us now on FIO on the Air is Beth Potter, who's the President and CEO of TIO. Uh, Beth, welcome. Thank you very much. 
Um, you know, I was saying to Minister McLeod earlier that, you know, we're all in the business of bringing people together and celebrating. And, and this is a real trying time for all of us. It certainly is. Um, we're finding new and inventive ways of getting together these days. I don't know about you, but I've become an expert on video calls. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I mean, out of all bad comes some good. And, and, and that's what I'm starting to see a little bit, too, is some creativity, uh, you know, coming back into to ways to still keep to get together, which is encouraging. Um, Beth, you know, we work closely together with Festival and Events Ontario and TIO and, and all of the other sectors. Can you maybe explain a little bit about the sector relationship and, and your organization and what you guys are all about? Well, absolutely. So, I mean, maybe I'll start with who TIO is. Um, so the Tourism Industry Association of Ontario is our full name. Um, and we're the official voice uh, on behalf of the industry speaking to government. Um, and I like to say that we facilitate conversations um, and interactions between industry and government and even amongst industry itself. So we like we bring people together um, to uh, find common ground uh, on which we can work uh, together. And, you know, in the normal circumstances, the idea is to continue to power the industry as an economic driver for the for the province. These days, the conversations are a little different, but we're still following the same kind of uh, process. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, we talk about internally a lot um, is our evidence generation strategy. So when we are talking to government, we want to make sure that we um, are relying on you know, facts and information that's coming straight from the industry. Um, and so um, we have this evidence generation strategy or EGS in place um, in order to, to develop a full picture um, of, in today's world, the rapidly changing environment, whether it's political, social, uh, or economic uh, impacts on the Ontario tourism industry. And we do that by holding stakeholder consultations, we partner with our networked institutions, weekly calls with tourism operators, our sector associations of which FIO is one, uh, educational institutions, uh, destination and regional marketing organizations. While you're a provincial body, we're also working quite closely with the federal government too and providing them data from the province and, and you know working to get out of this together. We absolutely are. And I meet um, on a regular basis with my colleagues from across the country. So the other tourism industry associations in the other provinces and territories. Um, and we also work very closely with our colleagues at the Tourism Industry Association of Canada. Um, and as an example of that is the survey work that we've been doing um, since the COVID-19 uh, crisis hit Ontario is we have shared that survey template with other provinces and territories so that we are collecting uniformed information across the country and then we're feeding that up to TIAC and you know this, uh, this afternoon they're actually in front of the finance committee and um, information that they're presenting is, has come directly from us. And that's the importance of filling out those surveys that we're sending out on your behalf and on, uh, from other sectors as well. It's really to get that picture of how dire we are all 
in need right now of, of help. It really is. And I know that we've heard that, you know, there are a lot of uh, surveys out there right now and, and perhaps a little bit of survey fatigue. But the most important thing that business owners can do right now to help us help them is to tell us repeatedly what's going on and, and how circumstances are changing, how various announcements um, or um, conditions that been, have been impressed on them uh, are affecting their businesses and uh, their employees. So it's a really important communication uh, method for us. And for those of us that have worked in the private sector uh, and aren't used to the process of government, I mean, government at the best of times is not a really fast responder. But I mean, I, I think we all have to give credit to them with the response we've gotten so far. I know it's not as quick as we would like and, and some of us need, but um, for a government and movement in this crisis situation, I think all levels of government have been very good to work with. Oh, I would absolutely agree. I mean, normally government moves uh, fairly uh, slow. Their pace is not fast by any stretch. They have been absolutely uh, wizards in how quickly they are coming out and responding to the needs of the citizens and the businesses um, in the country. And I think it also highlights the way in which the different levels of government work together. Uh, so I think that you know, you'll see the prime minister will come out or his ministers uh, make an announcement and then, you know, once there's a kind of federal playing field of what that announcement encompasses, the, the province can go in and help to you know, fill the gaps or um, uh, support the work that the feds have, have offered. And then that trickles down to the municipal level as well. So I think this has been a really good um, civics lesson in how our governments work together. And again, just getting back to the importance of the surveys is, is government is driven on data and statistics. So getting this real-time information is what's getting the response that we are getting now. Yeah, it's incredibly important. Um, and more often that we can speak um, the same language and, uh, and, and share the same information um, coming from the same data points uh, is, it, uh, really helps to reinforce the message that we're making. Uh, and government uh, relies on data. That's the the hard and you know the hard number behind uh, the answers that they're coming out with right now. And and Beth, we've always talked about the importance of working together to strengthen all of our industries. Uh, coming out of this, the importance of festivals and events, working with their RTOs and their DMOs. Can you talk about the importance of coming together as a unit? Um, you know, facilitated through Tayo or through us or however it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there are, uh, you know, 200,000 tourism businesses in the province and um, more than 400,000 uh, people working in the tourism industry. And it's really hard for any one organization to get to everybody. And so we rely on, you know, what I call the cascading effect of our membership um, to get our communications out and get information back to us. So, you know, um, you know, when we're, when we're around the table with, with regional tourism organizations or DMOs or the sector associations, they're important tables because they can speak to 
specifics within the industry that we may not be privy to sitting at the Tayo table. So they bring that information into us. They are closer to the businesses that are on the ground um, and, um, and, and support each other too. I mean, uh, I don't know how many times, um, you know, one good idea in one part of the province has led to it being implemented in other parts of the province because of those sharing uh, moments. And, and Beth, I was happy to see that the OBBIA is, is now a sector member as well, because, you know, as well as working with your RTOs and your DMOs, the importance of working with, you know, attractions in your area and resorts in your area and the DIAs, you know, when you can all come together and build a product that benefits everybody and you're bringing tourists into your community and making a weekend out of it rather than a, a you know, one day event or a two day event, it strengthens everybody. It certainly does. And it just uh, seemed to be a natural fit. Um, and, you know, we've been talking in, in our normal circumstances, you know, outside the COVID-19 arena, we've been, we had been talking about, you know, how do we work more closely with Main Street um, and to really develop the destination um, that then supports other activities like festivals and events. Um, and it just so happens that that work that we had started before COVID hit, is now integral to how we're going to, you know, begin the recovery process. Part of, you know, some, I know some of our municipal partners feel they don't get the support from the provincial government that other operators or other festivals and events do. But I think with this BIA tying and, and the, like you said, bringing it to the streets and building that community, it's what it's all about. Absolutely. And I will say too that, you know, uh, we've tried to engage folks at local levels of government as well. Um, you know, so not only are we working more closely with the Ontario BIA Association, but we're also working more closely with the Economic Development Developers Council of Ontario. Um, and those are the people that are often linked to things like funding des uh, festivals and events that happen in, uh, in each of the destinations. I know the minister wasn't, uh, didn't have dates when this was, we can see an end coming, but um, you know, a lot of people are wondering because all of the marketing platforms through Ontario and, you know, whether it's Destination Ontario or Destination Canada, everything stay home, stay safe. All the messaging right now is geared around that. There, is, there are plans in place. And I know I've heard Lisa talk, Lisa Lavecchia from Destination Ontario on one of your sector calls, you know, talked about the three-tier approach to, to coming out of this together. Um, we were hoping Lisa would be able to join us today, but obviously, you know, with everybody's schedules, we're trying to fit people in when we can. And, and, you know, it's our hopes that in the coming days, we'll have Lisa on to talk directly about it. But can you share with some of our festival and events people the plan as you know it coming out of this? And Well, what I can tell you is that um, I know that they're getting ready um, at Destination Ontario to, uh, to be able to kind of, you know, start a, ma a marketing campaign that when we're ready to start welcoming visitors back to Ontario, when people feel that it's safe to travel, that they, that we've got a campaign ready to go. They're also working right now with alternative ways of promoting products and festivals and events um, and artists and musicians uh, on, on digital platforms. So they're working on a, on a project called Ontario Live and um, you really do need to get Lisa on here because she's she's very sounds very passionate about it. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I know that uh, 
they're working really hard to try and find alternate ways to engage Ontarians with what's happening locally while we're in this um, stay-at-home mode. But what if I could just kind of go a little bit further and just say, I've been on a number of calls at the global level. And um, I want to say that the approach that we're taking here in Ontario is very similar to the approach that is taking place in other countries around the world. I was on a call this morning with the World Travel and Tourism Council with about 130 of my colleagues. And we got to uh, hear about uh, recovery efforts that are that are happening in the tourism industry in China right now, and so it's a really good insight into what does that recovery look like. And so we're starting to learn from other jurisdictions that are slightly ahead of us um, in this in this weird situation we find ourselves in. And you know what? It it is so weird for people that are used to bringing people together. And and I think coming out of it, that marketing piece is going to be so key because. It's not like you've got one city or one province coming out of a, a pandemic. You've got a whole world. And I mean, you know, Ontario is suffering just like every other province and every other state, every other country. And we're going to come out of this together at the same time. And everybody's going to be trying to get you to come there. Oh, absolutely. And we are going to have to absolutely pop um, out of a marketplace that is going to be incredibly noisy um, when we're ready to start welcoming uh, visitors back. I think that what we will see is, you know, first leisure, you know, we're all going to be a little um, uh, cabin feverish, uh, you know, when this is, when this stay at home situation is, is over. And so we're going to want to get out and, and explore our own province again. Um, but then, you know, I think it might take a while for travelers to feel um, that trust in uh, going farther afield. So we're we're actually looking like we're going to have a bit of a bump coming out of this, um, and 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 then it might you know it might plateau off while we wait for the international travel travelers trust to come up and get back to wanting to be uh, in other countries. So, you know, right now, you know, let's focus it right out the door on the leisure traveler, on the domestic traveler, you know, fellow Ontarians, fellow Canadians, um, and, and, and then and start to build towards um, getting ready to welcome back those international visitors. And I think as all of us do that, I think we've all got to realize that this isn't going to be a one-year recovery. This is going to be a couple of years to get back to where, where we once were. That's what um, I'm hearing too, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to take a while to, for the dust to settle and, and to get back to what, what was normal. Well, I think, I don't know if we can even go back to what was normal. I think we're heading towards a new normal. And we, the, the best part about it is we get to be a part of the design of what that new normal looks like. Beth, we really appreciate you joining us. Uh, any other surveys that you see coming out in the near future or anything that you want to share from your organization as a last word to our members? Well, we will have another survey. Uh, we want to continue to keep the data flowing. So um, you should probably look for that around April 22nd. Um, and otherwise, um, I would just uh, invite people to uh, follow along with us. I mean, they do get a lot of our information through you, Dave, and that is fantastic. And we appreciate you sharing that out. Uh, but if we people wanted to, we have a full COVID section on our website. It's on the front side. You don't have to be a member to access it. Um, we want everybody in the industry to have equal access to, to uh, the most relevant information during this 
uh, during this time. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. And as Beth said, we're, you know, we will get Lisa Lavecchia back on from Destination Ontario and, and have a, a full call with her to talk about it. Um, as we leave you today, please remember your frontline responders and all the work they're doing. Uh, enjoy your Easter weekend um, in what is a new Easter for all of us. Thank you for listening to Feel on the Air. Thanks for listening to Feel on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario. 